Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good afternoon. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. So it snowed here and there in Chicago, but the real flurries have yet to come. And when they do, you better be ready to call dibs. If you're a driver in Chicago, you know the struggle of parking in the city. And if you've been here long enough without a garage, you've probably at least wanted to save a parking spot to come home to after a long day of trudging through the snow. And in Chicago, dibs is how you do that. You put some items in your cleared out parking space when you leave so no one parks there before you come back. And last winter, Adam Seltzer did just that. And he didn't just use a typical lawn chairs. He froze a pair of denim jeans and put them in a parking space outside his house so no one could take his spot. Adam is an author, historian, and Chicago tour guide, and he joins us today to talk about this unofficial dibs tradition. Adam, welcome. Hi. Thanks for being here. So you've been in Chicago for a couple decades, but when did you start driving in the city? Uh, the first five or six years that I lived here, I didn't drive. But then when my wife and stepson moved in, it, it was just a lot easier. Getting around the city with a five-year-old is a lot more, a lot trickier than getting around by yourself. Yeah, for sure. How does the snow affect that? Uh, the snow affects that because it can make it harder to find a parking space sometimes. <laughs> uh, not all the time, but when there's been a really big snow, then the plows have come through and plowed all the snow onto the cars. It yes. gets that much harder. Yes, correct. So, uh, yeah, tell me, is that around time when dibs first entered your life? Uh, that was when I first started recognizing them, yeah. I would see people setting out folding chairs and things uh, in the middle of the street, junk from their from their place, uh, just trying to save their spot. And when I, when I, first, the first, I thought it was kind of uh, obnoxious until the first time I had to shovel the car out myself mm-hmm. uh, just to go to the grocery store. And then I could kind of say, okay, I can see why somebody <laughs> would want to save this and uh, save the work they've done. Yeah, uh, definitely sounds like a very time time consuming and arduous task. Um, it, so- it can be. And I, I was young. I had a good back and everything. It would be oh. it would be very different for somebody who uh, maybe wasn't as physically capable. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Get a little workout in if you if you can stand it. Yeah, for me it was it was it was fine. I only I think I only set out a folding chair once or twice myself. Okay, so you started with the folding chairs, and then last uh-huh. last winter you had the hilarious idea to freeze a couple of pairs of jeans and, and stand them up in an empty space for your car. Where did the jeans idea come from? Uh, it wasn't the first time I'd frozen a pair of pants. I'd heard heard about people doing it back when I was a kid, and one polar vortex, I thought, hey, I'll try it. And really all you do is you get a pair of pants wet, then set them outside. When it's cold enough, within about half an hour, they're frozen enough that you can mold them into shape and then just they'll like stand up on their own power like the invisible man was standing in a pair of pants <laughs> and it made for some fun photographic opportunities so i just walked around uh taking pictures of pants with nobody inside them for as long as i could stand to be out in the cold and then the next time a polar vortex came around i said okay time to break out the oh, pants wow. and the place that i set them up wasn't even an actual parking space it was uh, just kind of a proof of concept that you could set them up frozen pants to use as divs mm. uh, i wasn't actually using it myself but the picture just caught on in a big way it spread all over the place uh, but then all of a sudden that picture was on japanese game shows and everything <laughs> wow all right so you went international yep I mean, like, did you, did you eventually use them as dibs? Like, did, did you keep them? I mean, yeah, tell me, like. I, I kept them out on my back porch for a couple of days. As long as it stays frozen, they won't really fall apart. Okay. 
And eventually I had three or four pants set up on the back porch for more and more pictures because the whole thing was blowing up. I was having too much fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. How could you not? So you don't have like a, a deep freezer in the basement that you're like storing the frozen pants in. <laughs> no, no. Once, once the, you know, I, I, I was wearing them again the next week after they'd been in the dryer. But they'll, they'll, as long as it's a polar vortex, they'll stay in that position really pretty well. Okay. So dibs is really a very functional thing. The goal is to keep your space in the winter, the one you shoveled and the one in front of your home. So do you have any suggestions for how to make sure dibs are actually honored? That's where it gets really tricky because everybody knows that it's not exactly legal to save a parking space. And I think we all acknowledge that there are extenuating circumstances for a lot of different rules. And people will certainly go a little too far with dibs. You'll see people setting out stuff from their house when there's like an inch of snow that they didn't even really have to shovel to get in and out of. Um, generally, it's just kind of a code of honor thing. I'm, I, you hear stories about people getting their tires slashed for stealing dibs. The worst I've ever Ooh. actually seen is somebody riding dib thief in the snow on somebody's windshield, which is not exactly more than a minor inconvenience. Wow, somebody's tires got slashed. I mean, yeah, because you know who took you your spot. You always hear rumors of stuff like that. I don't know if I've <laughs> ever seen it happen personally. Yeah. So for the folks who do take a spot, you know, that was being held by by some dibs items, I'd seen a video um, on TikTok where a guy said, you know, the, the courteous thing to do is to go take them and put them up on the porch of the of the house they're in front of. Yeah, but you have no idea whether that's actually the right house, too. You <sighs> know, very true. rarely do you get that parking space right in front of your own building. It's probably your, your own building might be down the block someplace. Yeah, right. So it's 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 convenient enough. For you to save the spot, but it's not necessarily the most convenient. Yeah, it's not necessarily a convenient spot. Yeah. It's just a spot. That's about all you can hope for sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I know you're a historian and dibs isn't really an official phenomenon in a way that it would have historical records. Probably not. It's the, it's the kind of thing that would probably go on for years unofficially before anybody writes a story about it. Yeah, I mean, well, there's been there's been stories written, but it's, you know, like, again, it's not like in any type of history books necessarily. But I'm wondering if you've looked into how it's evolved over time or been able to uncover any information about even where um, the locations and, and the geography of it. Well, really, I imagine it's uh, more common in Chicago historically just because we have so much more street parking and residential areas here than a lot of other cities do. Yeah. And more and more places like, you know, in Atlanta, everybody's got their own parking spot. Nobody even knows how to parallel park in that city. Whereas <laughs> here it's just a part of a part of daily lives is not having your own parking space, just trying to have to find a parallel spot on the street someplace. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. There there are a few neighborhoods, for instance, like I'm from Detroit. There's a few neighborhoods there where um, there is no driveways. But for the most yeah. part, the vast majority of the city has a driveway for you to put your car. So, yeah, Chicago is one of those places where it's like. Really, we didn't like when was all of this built? Yeah, and you can see it also. You'll see it like um, you know, Brooklyn would be the kind of city where you'd see that where you'd think you'd see this kind of thing more, but more and more people there just don't have cars that they yeah. get around on public transportation more. You know, that is so true. You would think, um, you know, I think when I moved here, you know, I definitely was thinking, oh, everybody's going to be taking the train here. But they're, you know, as yeah. as I've noticed in the Uber, <laughs> when I'm on my way <laughs> to go places, there is plenty of traffic in this city. Yeah, for sure. Adam Seltzer is an author, historian, and Chicago tour guide. Adam, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. And that's it for The Rundown today. I'm Erin Allen, and I'll be back in your ears early tomorrow morning. Talk to you then.